It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I am coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Super producer and host Ryan Hickey, he's joining us. He's coming to us live from New York City. You, you could be at home. You could be in your vehicle. You could be at work. You could be watching football. You could be in between football games. I don't know what you're doing. I know you hear me, though. Thank you so much. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. I hope you're good. Hope you had a great Monday. If you haven't, I'll help you out. I'm going to be with you for the next This is a four-hour show. I get started every weeknight at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. On a day that the United States of America takes time, should take time, to honor the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., I say hello. And here's my short message for Martin Luther King Day. I don't need Martin Luther King Day to remind me of it. Hey, don't don't be a jackass. Just really simple. Don't be a jackass. And you shouldn't have to try not to be a jackass. Just just try to be tolerant. Don't no, no, don't try to be tolerant. Just just be tolerant of other people. Try to take some time to understand and familiarize yourself with Things and people, individuals that don't look like you because experience is the greatest teacher in life. The more you spend time with other people, the more you broaden your horizons, the better the world could be. There is some J.R. wisdom for Monday night for life. Okay, if you want to talk to me here over the next two hours while this show continues on, you can find me. I am at this number, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 for cbs if you utilize x or twitter or instagram or all that other stuff quote-unquote stuff you can get me all over the damn place i am at jr sport brief that is at jr sport brief all over the place and you should also know this this portion of the show is brought to you by wesley financial are you stuck in a timeshare and want out you can contact wesley financial group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesley financial group.com nfl wildcard weekend coming to a close we had a full slate of games over the weekend we got one more game left for tonight uh, the eagles are down in tampa bay yeah the eagles they finish up the season one and five against a baker mayfield that i guess most people have not seen this season Baker Mayfield trying to show everybody that, hey, I'm, I'm not cooked, that I'm not done. Baker Mayfield threw for 28 touchdowns this year. That is seventh, count them, seventh in the NFL this past season. And the Eagles have just gone to the you-know-what. So let's see if the Eagles uh, can show some life. I don't want to call this a pick game. I think it's going to be close throughout. Unfortunately, I will not be here with you on the air uh, by the time the game concludes but I'm expecting it to be a close one. Let's see what it looks like on the way out the door. We did have a game end about 25, 30 minutes ago. The Buffalo Bills, they beat the Steelers at home. The final score, 31-17 to up in Buffalo. They were able to clear away the snow on the field, in the stands. The game took place. Josh Allen accounts for four touchdowns. He throws three touchdowns to three different receivers. He also runs for a career-long 52-yard touchdown, and this was not a competitive game. Uh, Buffalo beating Pittsburgh 31-17. to 
And let's be real. The Steelers, it was amazing that they even went on a three-game winning streak to, you know, kind of position themselves to get into the postseason in that final week. And Mason Rudolph threw two touchdowns to go along with an interception. But we know the Steelers are not moving on to do anything, have any big success, until the Steelers get themselves a legitimate quarterback. Yeah, they're still looking for that guy post Ben Roethlisberger. And as we can see, Kenny Pickett ain't that guy. 855-212-4CBS is the number. That's 855-212-4CBS. Everybody looking for a quarterback, right? Got a lot of teams looking for coaches. Dan Campbell, he set up in uh, Detroit. Also know that Jared Goff, uh, based on what he did last night, helping his new team, the Lions, go out there and beat his old team, the Rams. And he said, Dan Campbell's like, man, we, we love Jared Goff. And you know what? How about this? In about 15 minutes from now, we're going to have a conversation with someone who was on the last Lions team to win a game. Lomas Brown is going to come through and join us. Former All-Pro tackle, help make holes for that dude named Barry Sanders, Super Bowl champ, all-time Florida Gator, all-time Lion. Lomas Brown is going to come through and join us in about 15 minutes. That should be a fun conversation. The Lions look like they are set. And I did tell you that uh, with all the coaching changes, uh, one head coach in college, he did get his new job over the weekend. That happens to be Kalen DeBoer. This man shows up in Alabama. I don't know if he's ever stepped. Well, he did. He did step foot in Alabama. I know he's never recruited anybody in Alabama. And his press conference was on Saturday. And so he stood in front of the media. He sat or stood. I don't. Hey, did he did he kiss the ring? Ryan, that at any point, did he like get on a knee and kiss Saban's ring? No, not that I saw. Standing the whole time. I was standing behind the podium the whole time. Yeah. Kalen DeBoer, he did thank Nick Saban, and he thanked them for leaving Alabama in the greatest position. It's a privilege um, to, be, to be chosen, to be in this role. It's one I don't take lightly. Um, and I know that Coach Saban's been working hard to make sure that this program is in a great spot for the next person to take over. I think there's, he hasn't told me this, but I think there's an intentionality um, that's been in place. You know, you kind of figure out, um, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think you kind of know at some point, you don't know when that point is, but you want to make sure it's in a great place. And as you can see just from this past season, um, it's in a great place. Hey, Ron, he, he was nervous, wasn't he, right? I would be too. I mean, that's, that's a tough, tough shoes to fill, and it's one of those, like, the, what is he going to say that's going to rile the Alabama fan base up? I'm here. I'm not Nick Saban. <laughs> there will never be another Nick Saban. I'm here to work and can try to continue the legacy of Alabama football. Nick Saban left us in a great position, a great place, and I'm looking forward to to starting my own thing and kind of building off of the success that he and the program have had. That's it. That's it. They're gonna be. They're gonna be good. They're not gonna be Nick Saban good. And even having said that, Nick Saban over the past couple of seasons hasn't quote-unquote been Nick Saban good. 
it's tough to operate in the current landscape of, of college football when you when you pretty much have to operate in a space of free agency taking place a couple of times a year with this stupid transfer portal. I mean, I can't even keep up. Where is where's where's Tua's brother? He just moved again. Where's DJ Uyanglale? That's like, did he move again? Like, there used to be a time where I knew a, a guy, he played out of school, and he was just at that school. And now you play out of school, and, and then you go somewhere else. And then you wake up and you go somewhere else again. And then the coach leaves and you go somewhere else. I, I think you should be well within your right to do so. But, damn, how much, how much movement can we have? Oh, yeah, by the way, the national championship was last Monday. We are a week removed from Michigan being named national champions. And in that span of a week, Nick Saban retired. He's now advising. The dude who lost to Michigan with Washington is now the head coach of Alabama. And then we even got this piece of news in that Harbaugh is has met. He's probably sitting down with them for an early dinner or something right now. Harbaugh is meeting with the Chargers. Come on, man. Belichick is gone. And we'll get into this. There's a lot of conversations about Bill Belichick going and coaching the Dallas Cowboys. So much is going on in a week. Friday comes around. The loser of the national championship is now the head coach of Alabama. The, the, the press conference takes place on Saturday afternoon in Tuscaloosa. He talks to his team on, on Friday afternoon. Man, the business, and I'm very clear here, the business of college sports, the business of college athletics is just wild. And now the new head coach of Washington, and this took a day after, you know, this man, uh, Kalen DeBoer, basically left. Jed Fish comes over from Arizona. He just got to Arizona. And Arizona's just like everybody else. They're leaving the Pac-12, and they're going to the Big 12. Washington's going to the Big 10. You need cliff notes to keep up with the movement. So let me let me try to recap this here. The players are moving around in college football at a ridiculous rate. The coaches are moving around in college football at a ridiculous rate. The schools are moving around. They're they're, they're moving and leaving conferences at a ridiculous rate. Where's the stability in this? Or is there any? Isn't that kind of wild, Ryan? Like... Everybody, everything having to do with football, the players, the coaches, the teams and the leagues are just all moving all over the place. It's truly a full-time job just to keep up with the movement itself, like to get ready for September 1st, knowing where and who's on who's on the team, who's coaching who, what team, what conference is this team in now. It's a full-time job where the offseason is, is almost like the season never ends. Just trying to keep up. Yeah, no, it's but then when I think about the health of the sport, like it, it ain't going anywhere. But to think about what like what comes next, we have an expanded playoff next season. We have the new president of the NCAA who wants to implement a super division where the teams will pay the players directly. College 
is in a wild, wild space. And we are not going backwards when it comes down to to college athletics, not by any stretch of the imagination. As I'm looking at some of the the post game right now, uh, Mike Tomlin just finished a very short press conference with the media uh, up in Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 31 to 17. Uh, The biggest thing on the docket here for the Steelers is figuring out what they do at quarterback into the future. They have not made it out of the divisional round since 2016. Meanwhile, you have the Buffalo Bills here uh, on the heels of four touchdowns accounted for by Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills are going to go on and take on a familiar foe in the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, You tell me if you've seen this, this one before. Uh, Buffalo Bills trying to move on this time to the AFC Championship game where I believe that they're going to take on the Ravens. The Ravens are, are now going to host the Houston Texans. And so we know what's being set here uh, in the AFC. And then we have one more game getting ready to kick momentarily down in Tampa Bay between the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers not getting a, a lot of attention throughout the course of the season. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I, I want to feel say things are kind of slapped together. And when you follow Tom Brady, greatest, most accomplished quarterback of all time, and you are Baker Mayfield, there, there are no expectations for you. There's no expectations that you're going to move on. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to tune in. And tonight might be the night that Baker Mayfield just puts another feather in his cap. It was quite the accomplishment when he went on what felt like, and it was, didn't feel like, it was like a 10 to 12 game stretch uh, with the Browns when they went into the postseason for the first time themselves in about 30 years. And Baker Mayfield could say, I did that. And now he's going to try to put another feather in his cap by trying to just completely annihilate or at least get rid of an Eagles team that was expected to go to a Super Bowl or compete for one. And they're one in five in their last six games, and they are falling apart at the seams. Tampa Bay gets into the postseason by winning a terrible NFC South with a record of nine and eight. The Philadelphia Eagles, they hobble into the postseason with a final record, a closing record of one and five to finish up the year. The Eagles are trying to pull it together. The Buccaneers are trying to show everybody, hey, we are putting it together at the right time. We'll talk about this game as it continues on and gets underway. I do want to discuss the Dallas Cowboys and Bill Belichick. Is it a match made in heaven? Is it a match made in hell? We're going to get into it. Also, that Saturday night cold-ass game up in Kansas City, there were some big numbers, even though there were a lot of people complaining about the fact that you could only watch it on Peacock. We got a lot to do here on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back, it's a conversation with a Lions great. Yes, a Detroit Lions great. Former All-Pro tackle, Lomas Brown. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, I'm not I'm not gonna distort anything anybody says. I'm just just gonna tell the truth. Tell it like it is. I ain't got no reason to do or say anything. 
anything else. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We're going to see if we get Lomas Brown on the line. We'll let you know about that. Former Lions great, a Gator great. He might be still celebrating that Detroit Lions victory uh, as they went out there and knocked off the Rams last night, 24-23. to They're awaiting the victor of tonight's game. We will see if they're going to be facing off against the Eagles or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so tonight is the final wild card game of the weekend, and next week we will go on into the divisional rounds. Now, we talked about this to open up the show, and we're going to talk about it for, for quite some time. And thank you so much to, to Michael Gelkin for joining us from the Dallas Morning News earlier on in the show as we took a look at the Dallas Cowboys, their latest disappointing loss to the Green Bay Packers, 48-32. to 32. And so naturally, there was a lot of conversations, even as we had Michael on as a guest, as to what the future holds for Mike McCarthy. Is he still going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys in a day, two days, three days from now? We know last week when the season for the New England Patriots basically came to a conclusion We knew that they weren't going to the postseason. They lost to the New York Jets. The writing was on the wall for months that Bill Belichick was going to be relieved of his duties. Now, they can paint this in New England as a mutual parting of the ways, but we know that Bill Belichick was walked in. He was told by Robert Kraft, hey, man, I think it's time for us to cut it a wrap. And, you know, they they called it a wrap, and that's what it is. You know, you don't just fire Bill Belichick after 24 years and six Super Bowls. You just say, it's just time to move on. It's like a marriage. It's like a divorce. It's like anything else where you say, it's over. And so here we are in this space. I don't want to call it similar, where the Dallas Cowboys season is done. No, there has been no, no stretch of six championships they haven't won their championships since 1996 Dak Prescott now has a record of what two and five in the postseason Mike McCarthy has just publicly he's been chided multiple times over the years by his owner Jerry Jones and he's gone or he's he's still there let me be clear Mike McCarthy's still there I'm expecting him to be gone I said last night after the loss, why why the hell are you keeping him around? Continuity? And so naturally, after another Cowboys loss, knowing that you just can't get rid of a Dak Prescott, regardless how bad he stinks in big games, he is still one of the, you can't call him a top 10, maybe sitting around 10, definitely top 15 QB in the game. Can't get rid of him. You would think you get a coach in. I think the Dallas Cowboys lack clear strategy in a leader. Is that coming from the head coach? Is that coming from the players? Dak doesn't doesn't take me as the guy to just, you know, march dudes down the fire. It's difficult to do that when you haven't had success. It's still a young team. You know, I'm not expecting C.D. Lamb, who just had one of the best receiving seasons ever by a wide receiver for the Cowboys, and that's saying a lot. I don't see him slapping a team together. For all the talent that they have on offense and defense, they can't put it together. And that's Mike McCarthy's fault. I don't give a damn what took place in Green Bay, what did not take place in Green Bay. 
Mike McCarthy, he, he doesn't hold anything there. And a matter of fact, let's get away from the Cowboys. We got plenty of time to talk about them. Let's talk about a team that's still in the postseason. Let's talk about a team that's waiting on their next opponent tonight between the Buccaneers and these Eagles. It's time to have a conversation with a Lions legend. Joining us right now, also an analyst for the Detroit Lions, Lomas Brown. Lomas, how are you? Thank you for taking the time. Hey, thanks for having the big fella. I appreciate the love. No problem. I mean, I I know your phone has been blowing up. Must have been since the game concluded yesterday. You were on that 92 team that won the last playoff game for the Detroit Lions. What's the vibe like in the city? What's the vibe like with your phone going off? Man, unbelievable. And you're right, man. I'm getting text messages day and night about this game, man. It's been so awesome. The response, not just from people in this community, but people outside of this community. And these young boys, this young Lion team, they deserve all the accolades they can get. Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, just that whole organization has done a great job to get us to where we are right now, to where we're sitting here waiting and watching to see what happens tonight, to see who we face next in the divisional round. Former Lions All-Pro, Pro Bowler legend, Lomas Brown is joining us here at the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Lomas, when you talk about Dan Campbell, we've seen hard knocks. We see and hear the press conferences from just the outside. Dan Campbell looks like a crazy man. Like, he looks like he will get you all set and ready and hyped to go out there and play. What doesn't the general public understand about this man's football mind? The thing about Dan is how he can relate to players, how he has adapted. And think about it, man. He's an old-school guy, but he's adapted to these new-school ways and the new-school players that we have now. And that's the thing about Dan that's been so impressive to me, along with him singing the same segment, you know, him being steady. And I think saying the same message he's been saying from uh, week one of the season to where we are right now, uh, it's been the same message. It's been a steady message. And as you, as you know, if you keep speaking the same language, uh, guys are going to buy in, and I think they bought in to Dan, and he's proving it. They are proving it, and everything he's done, it seems like it's had success. So we just hope that it continues. And um, like I say, just sitting and wait to see who we're going to play next. Lomas Brown is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You mentioned Jared Goff. I want to get into Jared momentarily, but I want to talk about an area that you are familiar with, and that's that's in the trenches. We've seen this Lions team change on the offensive line, on the defensive line over the years. What has impressed you most about someone on a D like Aiden Hutchinson, who's basically playing at home, and then someone like Panay Sewell? Yeah, man, just young guys that are really infectious the way they play. Aiden with his energy, uh, with his motor running 110% all the time. I think it's infectious. 
I think when the rest of the guys on that D-line see what he's doing, I think it kind of rubs off on them, and they want to give that same effort that Aiden gives, and they want to be in the mix. And you talk about Panay Sewell, one of our emotional leaders, the guy that gets guys up on the offensive side of the ball, unquestioned, you know, all pro, all everything, right tackle for us. Man, it's been so great to see this youth movement that we have going on here in Detroit. It's not just the first and second year players, but it's the third, fourth, and fifth year players that are getting it done right now. And if you think about it, it's not a lot of experience on this team. It's not a lot of playoff experience on this team. But these guys are making impactful plays and playing at a very high level right now. All-time Lions great Lomas Brown here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You talk about the dude who's being protected by Panay Sewell, and that's that's Jared Goff. We know that, yes, leading into this game, there was no reason for him to kind of scream from the mountaintops that he couldn't wait for revenge. I know this game meant a lot to him. Over the past several seasons, Lomas, how has Jared Goff embraced this change? Because when the trade took place – it seemed that he was just being jettisoned off and punished. Yeah, think about it, man. A California guy. He's been in California all his life, high school, college, you know, and then the pros. And to be cast out, to be sent to the Midwest to a Lions team that was young but an unexperienced Lion team that was still building, for Jared to come here, take his lumps early uh, when he got here, to persevere um, and lead these guys. I mean, he is unquestioned our leader uh, uh, of this team. And for him to ingratiate himself with this community, with these young players, and for these guys to follow Jared, like the Pied Piper, man, these guys are following Jared, and Jared's leading them. He's leading them. Man, I think a lot of people forget that this man has played in the Super Bowl. So he has that experience. He's been there, done that. And that's what he's doing right now. So I'm so proud of him. Um, And, hey, it's a lot left. Yeah, we we see that. I mean, the the step they've taken from last season to this season, we know we have to wait until tonight's game to see who their next opponent will be. What do you think the next few weeks, the next week, I should say, will look like for the Lions? Are, are you putting them as far as the Super Bowl? Where do you think the Buck has the potential to go with them? Well, I mean, i tell you what. They're in the dance. They've been dancing. And that's all you want is an opportunity. Anything can happen. I played on two Super Bowl teams, and anything can happen once you get in the playoffs. It's all about matchups. And, you know, as they say, styles make fights. And if we can outmatch these guys in certain areas that I think we have advantages in and keep it going, you never know what can happen. It's only a couple of more games before you get to the big dance. You've been through the gauntlet of this schedule. You can see the prize at the end of the tunnel. You know, I'm sorry, the light at the end of the tunnel. So it's there. So I wouldn't put a limit on what this team can do this year. I really wouldn't, man. We're at that point. 
these guys seem to be ready for the moment, and the moment doesn't seem to be too big for them. Well, Lomas, I saw you before the game got started. You were hanging out with uh, Kevin Glover. I mean, there, there was a Barry hanging out there. Is it too late to get you guys out on the field to help drive them home to the championship? Too late for that? You know what? If they needed the big fella, I could give them one good play. <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a play, but there's only going to be one. <laughs> <laughs> Lomas Brown here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. When, when you watch the game from at home, I watched from here in Atlanta, and you see all of the Lions legends like yourself and Megatron and Barry, and then you even see the celebrities, whether it's Eminem who did a TV package or, or Big Sean, what have you. What is that vibe like? Like, what is the city feeling right now? Y'all got to be all buzzing. Oh, yeah, man. We're on fire here. I mean, think about it. Michigan just brought home the national championship. The Lions just won their first uh, playoff game in 30-some-odd years. You know, things are good here. Things are picking up here, especially on the gridiron around here. The fans appreciate it, man. Think how long it's been. It's been 30-something years since we've really given these fans something to cheer about. They deserve it. They really deserve it. I think the state of Michigan deserves it. Does, deserves it, and, and and we're going to embrace it. We're going to accept it. We're going to embrace it. And like I said, it's a lot left on that bone. There's a lot of meat left on that bone, and the Lions have a lot to look forward to, a lot ahead of them. Well, we will see who they will take on next as we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Eagles just underway We'll give you an update on that shortly, momentarily. Lomas, thank you so much for taking time to to bring some uh, some perspective from a legend. I really appreciate it, man. It was great chatting with you. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. A big shout-out to Lions legend Lomas Brown for joining us. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. A lot of buzz in Detroit. A lot of buzz. You saw it. You felt it at Ford Field. And that was actually an amazing sight to see. And you know what? These these Lions, they're not a hard team to root for. They're not. You know, most of America's exposure to the Detroit Lions takes place on Thanksgiving. You know, there's conversations always about how inept they are, how they're not winning. They don't win. They can't win. They're a joke. Honolulu Blue do what? Nothing. And now they look good. They got a head coach that'll make you want to run through a wall. They got a quarterback who's who's out for revenge. Could you imagine if Jared Goff ends up winning the Super Bowl? That's a reality. Am I betting on it? No, but it can be a reality. It's going to be fun to talk about it. By the time tonight is over, we will know their next opponent. Their next opponent is in action right now. When we come back on the other side of the break, I just saw Mike Tomlin get ticked off at a reporter. I'll fill you in on that. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Man, the hell is going on with these Philadelphia Eagles? Nobody telling them that the this is the postseason. 
They're supposed to leave this crap in the regular season. Tampa Bay already leading 10 to nothing. There's about four and a half minutes to go here in the in the first quarter. A few minutes ago, about a minute ago, Baker Mayfield threw a 44-yard touchdown pass to David Moore to move Tampa Bay up 10 to nothing. Uh, damn. This is not how you want to start a game. Uh, we just saw a pass. I didn't see who it was. I don't know if it was uh, Dallas Goddard. I think he might have just missed the pass uh, from Jalen Hurts. And so Tampa is going to get the ball back. And then, by the way, Tampa is playing at home. And so as we told you, uh, the winner of this game, next up, they're going to Detroit to take on the Lions. Let me put it to you this way. I'm going to have more confidence in the Buccaneers if they go ahead and win this game. I'm going to feel even better about the Lions' chances. Or maybe the Eagles stink this bad. Maybe if the Eagles get away with it, they'll get smashed up in Detroit. Either way, I'm favoring Detroit to go to the NFC Championship game. I will. Somebody who's not moving on, this stinks. We talked about it. And thank you again to Lomas Brown, Lions legend, for joining us on our last break. The Buffalo Bills, they get the Steelers the hell up on out of here. They beat them tonight. Final score, 31-17. to 17. And the Steelers are going home. The Buffalo Bills, they will host the Kansas City Chiefs next week. And the Steelers got a lot of thinking, right? They got to think about their quarterback situation. Mason Rudolph threw two touchdowns and an interception tonight. Not not awful, not awfully terrible, not awfully great. Uh, ultimately, there was no T.J. Watt. This is a Steelers team that is now 1-11 without him out there harassing the opposing team's quarterback. And quarterback is, is what the Steelers need. Between Rudolph and then you got to think about Pickett, those aren't necessarily the uh, the greatest options in the world. And so Mike Tomlin, he was asked what went wrong with the Steelers. And Mike Tomlin had this to say. Uh, we didn't do what was required to win tonight. We didn't take care of the ball. We didn't get it get the ball from them enough in an environment like this and thus uh, the score. Okay. Well, Mike, tell me with the quarterback situation, Kenny Pickett is standing around watching and, and Mason Rudolph was out there. How did Mason Rudolph perform tonight, Mike? I thought he was solid. I thought he was competitive. I thought his confidence was unshakable. I thought he, you know, displayed the things that he displayed really for the last month or so. Yeah, he did. He, he was he was okay. He was safe. Better safe than sorry, right? Let's listen to a winner. Josh Allen. He was asked about these Bills who all of a sudden are surging. At one point throughout the season, people looked at them and like, wait a minute, are y'all are y'all five and five? This is what Josh Allen had to say about them hitting their stride at the right time. Well, we got a resilient group. The the, the veteran leadership that we have. I really think it's unmatched in the league. Guys love each other. They care about each other. We come into work extremely happy each and every day. And I don't know if you get that most places. So uh, I just appreciate the guys. You know, talk about A.J. Klein coming off the street, basically, getting to play a lot. You know, TB goes down. I hope he's doing all right. But to, to come up and play like that, and you haven't practiced in, in 
God knows how long. It was impressive. So, what's next, Josh? You, you got the Chiefs up next. Uh, are you going to start preparing tomorrow, two days, tonight? What's next? We're a step behind already. We understand that. Um, so, again, I think it's going to be very crucial for guys to get their rest and uh, making sure that we're getting in the training room and rehabbing as much as we can. Because um, I know guys are going to be bruised and beat up tomorrow. Uh, so, we're, again, it's, it's going to take everybody this week. It's going to take... You know, our, our training staff, um, our equipment staff, um, our strength room, and, and our cafeteria for getting getting our guys right to ready and ready to go. Oh, that's right. Kansas City Chiefs, they played on Saturday night. The Buffalo Bills were to have played yesterday, but they played on Monday night. And so the Kansas City Chiefs will have at least, you, you could consider it a day, two days, more rest than them by the time they get into action on Sunday evening. Buffalo Bills will be hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. We got plenty of time uh, to talk about that game. Let's talk about this. We know that Buffalo Bills will be at home. Kansas City Chiefs will be heading to Buffalo. And the Steelers, they head home. And Mike Tomlin's final question that he took at his press conference, well, it was pretty, pretty short. Matter of fact, it didn't get an answer. I want you to listen to the question, and I want you to listen carefully to the lack of a response from Mike Tomlin. Mike, you have a year left on your contract. And that was it. That was the sound of walking away. Mike, you got a year left on your contract. Mike Tomlin didn't enter. He just walked away. What is he supposed to say? I'm not. He could have said, I'm not talking about this now and left, but he, he, his actions said it all. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it as well. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Adam is calling from Toronto. You're on the JR Sport Re Show. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, JR. I uh, really appreciate you taking my call tonight, man. Uh, it's my first time calling since you're new. you got your new time slot, so congrats on that. Uh, very happy that you're in this time slot. I get to listen to the whole show now. Um, look, uh, not, not perfect, not pretty, but we got it done. The Bills got it done, you know. Uh, Josh Allen didn't turn the ball over, which is huge. Um, again, really not, not perfect at all. And I know the Steelers are a really bad offensive team. I think we let them hang around a little too long. But um, that run by Josh Allen there in that, uh, that first half had my jaw. My jaw hit the floor after that, man. That was unbelievable. Um, I just want to quickly say I think it is so crucial that we get Kansas at home next week. I've been saying it for the last three years that we need Mahomes and Orchard Park in order to, to beat them, essentially. So I just think it's, it's absolutely massive that he's got to come, come to Orchard Park. And uh, I hope Chief Swizzle shows up, man, because I want to see the look on her face when we, when we beat the Chiefs next week, JR. Uh, anyways, love the show, man. I really appreciate taking my call, JR. No, no doubt about it, Adam. Thank you so much for calling uh, from Toronto. You know, I had to be educated on Saturday. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. Saturday night, I was at the. Uh, I was at the Hawks game, and I was watching a football game. And I was asked, "Hey, what about something about T. Swizzle?" I had to go. Who? I thought T. Sw- I'm like, who's T? I'm like, is was that a wide receiver or some other? Ryan Hickey, you knew that though, right? T. Swizzle, Taylor Swift. I did, yeah. It's, you know what the cool kids are calling it these days. It's, it's, yeah. Taylor Swift yeah. is out. T-Sizzle in. 
Yeah, swizzle. No, T-swizzle. Is it sizzle or swizzle? It may have just outed myself right there. It, it may Uh-oh. be swizzle. Um, I, I think it's swizzle as in swift. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So I've been saying it wrong it's some, oh, with the losers. Man. Yeah, it's okay. You're not a loser, though, so don't worry about it. Anyway, I want you to think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio to educate you about pop culture. Yes, Taylor Swift, T-Swizzle. Let's see if T-Swizzle makes her way up to Buffalo Orchard Park as the Buffalo Bills, they host the Chiefs in this divisional matchup. We'll give you an update on what's going on with Tampa Bay on the other side of the break. The NFL, I guess they did record business with Peacock over the weekend. I guess a lot of people tuned into this uh, frozen mustache Andy Reid Bowl. We'll talk about it on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio.